The Music in Us is a free-flowing conversation about lyrics, music, and those who make it. Join Jay, the Grumpy Gagan, Scott, the pastor with a heart of rock and roll, Chip, the sarcastic boomer, and AJ, the millennial nihilist, for bi-weekly conversations. We don't always agree, but we always bring the respect. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to another episode of The Music in Us. Oh, wait. Wait, we needed to do it again. We all say it together. Welcome back to another episode of The The Music in Us. And being educated there on my right is our guest tonight. We have a guest. We have a guest. Tell us about our guest, Jay. Yay! Yay! What was that? (laughs) It sounded like your face in front of a fan. I think it was my man boobs. (laughs) That was making my voice do that. Yeah. <laughs> that was my moves. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind it too. My main boobs are doing it too. Our guest is very special. She's very special. Why is she special to you, Scott? Well, she is the middling child. Of anyone the in particular? Second, the second <laughs> of my progeny. Oh. <laughs> I see. Well, she is wonderful. And she was gracious enough to say, hey, would you be a a daddy to my daughter? And we said yes. And that is the latest incarnation of our relationship (laughs) over the years. And of course, we're talking about, drumroll please, Erica Woods. Say hello to the listening audience, Erica. Hello, beautiful audience. She is the millennial voice tonight. Yeah. AJ double booked himself. Mm-hmm. He DB'd. And Chip, unfortunately, is having to work, so Chipotle's not with us tonight. Again, I think we need to... Jump in the van and drive down there and podcast from the van. I like that idea. I still like that idea. I think think third time's a charm. Third time, if, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's going to happen. Everybody has to work late sometimes. But I think the next time it happens, the third time, that's when we do it. Okay. (laughs) So, anyway. Probably getting fired. Well... (laughs) That doesn't. It's not how it works in the '80s montages. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's not going to happen this time. <laughs> so, Erica, tell us about yourself. Just whatever you feel like saying, so people can get to know you a little bit. I promise, I'm not as interesting as they make me sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I beg to differ. I like to spend time with my family. Uh, I like to read. I like to play video games, mostly calming video games like Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also... And Pokemon, you're a big Pokemon fan. Oh, yes. I love Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot more math in that game than there is in Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm never going to pay attention to Pokemon ever now. Oh. I didn't <laughs> I know there I was math remember. Were you good at math? You were good at math, weren't you? Up until a point. Up until a point? Yeah. Um, when I hit calculus, I got Ds. Ooh. ooh. Yeah. <laughs> calculus is useless. Except, uh... <laughs> People who use it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just snorted. 
I, you know, I had three semesters of it, I think, in, in college. I never used it, ever. Not once. I was fine with math until they threw letters in there, and then it just all went to hell. <laughs> I, I can't. Numbers and letters don't exist so, uh, you, you, together. You dropped out at algebra then, I see. Yeah, yeah, algebra was... I mean, even pre-algebra was fine. I was okay with the like beginning concepts, but... Okay. Mm, no. So, anyway, Pokemon's got math, and you're all right with math. Yeah, I also like to bake. Was a baker at Target for five years. Had a lot of good times then. But the Target ship has sailed for uh, many reasons. Um, Do you still bake? Uh, at home every now and then, yeah. Not for commercial purposes. I have to come over and bake sometime. Yeah, that'd be fun. I like baking. Me too. I used to like to bake. Baking also has math. <laughs> Brain cells. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a different baking. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> Whatever, man. I baking can... is good. It's very therapeutic. Yeah. It smells good. <laughs> That's yeah. true. It's, it's That's not true. good for my waistline. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I'm going to be baking all night tomorrow night. I'm going to thing it. Well, thing for work. We're getting together. I'm so what's, what's Organized your, fun. Go around mm-hmm. the room. What's your favorite baked item for the holidays? Ooh. Oh. Shall I start? Yeah, go ahead. Red velvet cupcakes. Ooh. With white icing? Vanilla icing? Cream cheese. Cream cheese <sighs> icing. Yummy. Pumpkin roll. Pumpkin, pumpkin roll. roll. Yeah. And I just, like, not any pumpkin roll. I don't want that crap from the grocery store. I'm sorry. I know what you just said, and I know what you did for five years, but nothing can compare. And I just found this recipe card. It's from the neighbor lady that was friends with mom on the street where I grew up on. And I happened to, to run in her, I don't know, it was somewhere halfway between kidhood now. <laughs> and because my my dad used her recipe to make that pumpkin roll when I was growing up. So I always knew it was her recipe. But then it vanished. Mm. I think when the kitchen got remodeled, a bunch of stuff got thrown away. Mm-hmm. And I think that recipe was one of them. So I was able to track her down and get that. And I just found it again oh, after cool. moving a couple more times. So I'm, I'm definitely going to make that pumpkin All roll right, recipe. I it's so that. Okay. good. I've never tasted anything that compares to this. It's so- I don't know if my selection qualifies or not. It You bake it, I suppose, but fruit pies, any kind of fruit pie. Oh, okay. You know, I love, yep. uh, at the holidays, I love eating fruit pies. So apple pie, cherry pie, peach pie, it don't matter. I don't uh, like strawberry I pie. Love, I love a strawberry rhubarb is the bomb. Oh, no, that one. Okay, that's different. <laughs> but just strawberry pie... I- why would you just put a bunch of strawberries in a pie crust? <laughs> well, it's not know, pie. You got all this sugary <laughs> syrup around it. And everything. Yeah. Yeah. I I would rather have some chopped strawberries or shortbread. Uh, mm. We you grew know. up eating like you know blackberry cobbler with scoops of vanilla oh, ice cream and yeah. stuff like that. So you know, I mean, I love just love that kind of stuff. And oh, yeah. I mean, I love pumpkin pie too. I'm not much for cream pies, but. You know, I'll eat them if that's all there is to eat. But, but if I have to say, you know, like a pastry item, then probably cinnamon rolls hot out of the oven. Oh, first thing in the morning. Nice. Yeah. I love those at at the holidays. I mean, my dad was the baker. Sometimes he'd you know experiment, and I think I think the I think the apple dumplings might have just been hard because he didn't make those very often. I, I think maybe only a couple times, but he made them really well. 
So the apple dumplings mm-hmm. are, are really high up yeah. there. Um, and the cobblers. I mean, he was always making peach or blackberry cobblers. Yeah, it was usually peach or blackberry. Yep. So one of my favorite places to go is MCL Cafeteria or Gray Brothers down in Mooresville. Oh yeah, uh, which they're known for their pies. But yes, yeah, some place where I can get pie. So, so anyway, the music in us would like to say to you, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. What else do we need? Feliz, to, Feliz Navidad. No. What else do we need to say? Joy Noel. My Spanish is so. What do you say in in Japanese? How do you say Merry Christmas? I don't know. Okay, that sounds a lot like American version of I don't know. <laughs> I, I've always heard it said in, in in English, but with a Japanese accent. So Merry Christmas. Ah. and if if AJ was here, he'd be able to tell us how to say Merry Christmas in German, but I don't know how to say it. So did he study German? Enough to oh wow. you know know several phrases. I mean, he's just kind of done it through the internet or whatever. Oh, okay. Duolingo, I think. Out as as his interest. So, but anyway, yeah. So we want to wish you uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and we want to uh, tonight discuss our favorite Christmas song. Thought we'd have a different kind of a session. Yeah. And so it's and just kind of Christmas memories in general, right? Mm -hmm. So we got Jay and. And we've got our guest, Erica Woods, and Jay's going to kick us off with his selection. All right. And it was by design. Is it that only I sent that from link. the television show? Uh, yeah, television movie. I mean, so, yeah. so you can't get it without the dialogue? Yeah, that's actually what I was saying. It was deliberate that I sent you that link. Because I wanted you to have the visuals from the scene uh-huh. that kind of back the story up. <clears throat> uh, she sang it on Johnny Carson. There's a clip from that. Um, but, yeah, I, I liked the visuals. I wanted to see it in context. Well, cause... sure, and that's probably where your childhood memory... Yeah, I mean, that, that movie, to me, is that, that is Christmas. Uh, that's probably a bigger, bigger watch for me every year than, like... Um, uh, the Christmas story. You know, she's your eye out. Yeah. It's Smoky Mountain Christmas is, is it for me. It's, okay. That, that means Christmas. I don't think I've ever seen it. I love it. I mean, it's it's no more or less cheesy than any other Christmas yeah. movie. You know, John Ritter's in it. <laughs> <laughs> he's just got a very small part, but he he's great. Yeah, it's, it's a good film. Got a little bit of Christmas magic. What were you doing there, John? Oh, just somebody passing through. No, she's up to something. She's got magic. Will you cut that magic stuff out? Now, I got you out of trouble the last time, but... Don't give me that. Last time that woman deserved everything she got. Jezebel, please. Remember that. Because if that blonde lady were to stay for a spell, she'll be staying for one of my spells. <laughs> yeah, Dolly Parton. Now, she's from the Smoky Mountains. My southern heritage is... I'm sorry, I just stuck out there a little bit. Is the Appalachian Mountains, not Smoky Mountains. But there are a lot of similarities in... The stories that she tells 
you know, from her childhood and that, I mean, that all of that is incredible. I mean, it just makes up her work, whether it's a song or movies or whatever, you know, she's generally singing about something that she knows or has experienced. And so I've, you know, obviously I've grown up, grown up, I grew up, <laughs> I grew it with Dolly Parton's music and, you know, she's just pervaded my, my life. My my parents are big country music fans. My my dad, as I looked back, liked him blonde and busty. <laughs> he loved Barbara Mandel, Mandrell, Dolly Parton, of course. So, yeah, I guess they had a type. She's just always been around, as, you know, as far as I'm concerned. She's just always been an institution. And so, the, you know, her, her life story is is a lot like the life stories of you know people from my family um so yeah i there's just a lot a lot about the lyrics in here that just kind of take me back to stories i'd hear you know around the around the christmas time as a kid it was usually my mom telling stories my dad wasn't real big on sharing in that way but well i i got to meet a lot of my my kin folk from down there um I mean, it's been a whole lot of time, but I've seen things. Uh-huh. I've seen things that most <laughs> what, people what probably kind of, haven't. <laughs> what kind of stories did your mom share about West Virginia? Oh man. Well, you know, there's there's several things um, right here in the lyrics. Just dreaming of a Smoky Mountain Christmas, kids around the fireplace, stringing popcorn for the tree. Have you ever done that? Probably. Uh, I think I might have done it in like. Uh, Sunday school or something like that. Yeah, for a tree in our classroom. We we used we used to do that every now and then. Seems like some seems like some years we have like a theme for the tree. I don't know. I I think mom had a method to her madness, but maybe not. <laughs> uh, some years we had a very folksy tree, mm-hmm. you know, and we've strung cranberries and you know done yeah. done all of that. Uh, made the paper loops and garland and and all that oh i remember those yeah, yeah so paper loop thing and that's paper chains if you have the paper chains um yeah and then in the the rest of the chorus she's saying with nothing much that money can buy but everything worthwhile in life and to me that that's what a smoky mountain or just a, a southern mountain christmas is making do with what you got it's it's not it's so far removed from the commercialism of of what we experience today and it still exists in those in those remote places where they don't you know like the nearest walmart's probably a hundred miles away Mm -hmm. you know it's that's that still exists it's shrinking it's Mm -hmm. diminishing Mm -hmm. but that that kind of holiday experience does still exist for some people Mm -hmm. and i run into them all not running to the mall, not doing like I do, clicking buy on Amazon every single day. I see something cute. Oh, right. Rowan needs that order. Yeah. <laughs> so I I swear one of these days, it's it's a goal. It's a goal. Oh, sometime over the next probably ten years before you know dads get real dumb. I I want to do a Christmas in the in the mountains with Rowan. I want to take her down yeah. there like for Christmas. Like we'll wake up Christmas morning in some snowy cabin, like in that movie. Oh man, if it snowed, oh man, that would be so great. That would just because you know sometimes it just doesn't snow, but we got like snowed in mm-hmm. in some old cabin like that. I, that would oh, that'd be it for me. I'd be in heaven. Yep, because you know when everything's covered in snow, you get that 
you get that magical blanket of silence and mm-hmm. and wonder, you know. Because the earth is never silent. You always hear things, you know. Even when it's quiet, like at night in the country, you're still hearing things. But that mm-hmm. the eeriness of everything being covered in snow, especially... Because it absorbs sound waves. Yeah, but yeah. especially when you're already in the remote mountain region, mm-hmm. you know, it's just blissful. Just I wonder if you nothing. shot for, like, the mountains in Nova Scotia or something like that, <laughs> if you could get snow for sure, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if you chose the Catskills or the Adirondacks yeah, in New York, whether you'd get snow or not. It, it's hard telling. With the, you know, global warming trends yeah. and so forth. Yeah, it, it's it would be a, a crapshoot, but... I mean, I, the Arctic I, Circle is melting. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we we would have to get really lucky, but permafrost um, is no longer permanent. <laughs> but I, I think even if we just had that that remote mountain cabin experience, we're there for you know a few days before, a few days after, so it wasn't just a wham bam. Take her on a trial run down to Nashville at a rental oh, frame yeah. or something down there. Oh yeah, they'll, they'll definitely down there in Nashville, Indiana. There'll be mm-hmm. definitely some things like that, but. Yeah, I I really want to give her that experience sometime, and and this, the song just beautifully exemplifies what to me what the holidays are about. It's about you know being being there, being there, but being present. You know, not just being there physically, and everyone on their phones doing different things. Like everyone being present in the moment together, appreciating the magic of being there together. And just being fully immersed in it. Just letting that whole thing just wash over you. The whole Christmas spirit. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. On your phone. This yep. is a major digital <laughs> tablet in your hand. The data pad in your hand. That's That makes it difficult for people to be completely in the moment. Yeah. Together. It does. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, is you can't really manufacture magic as much as you want it to happen. You know, you want to have that perfect Christmas experience, you can't really manufacture it. Well, it's one of those things that it, it either happens or it doesn't. The best thing you can do yeah. is try to make yourself, like you said, present. Largely, that's, yes, you are, you are I know that you are correct. <laughs> There's enough type A in me to want to try right. to control all the factors and make it happen. Well, what works? Well, has it worked? Um, sometimes I pull it off. Mm-hmm. This this year feels different. Um, Christmas hasn't well, really... That picture you took of Rowan oh, in front of the Christmas tree that looks like something right out of Norman Rockwell, I'm telling you. She's if you really... do nothing else this year, yeah. you've made Christmas spectacular for me and Michelle. Oh, That's for oh. sure. And a lot of other people who've seen the picture and are just going, oh my God, you need to frame that. <laughs> Yeah. gleam in my eyes oh, and smile yeah. it's perfect perfect <laughs> picture um, it just captures beautifully the magic of Christmas because yeah, it, it's seen through the eyes of a child and I'm yeah. sure for you and Kevin that's got to be just incredible right now just watching her experience yeah what was actually happening in that moment is she was looking up at the dining room table to see what she could pull off and <laughs> break <laughs> Chew on. Now you just ruined the magic. That's behind the magic. Never look behind the curtain. I didn't want to watch the behind the scenes documentary. Uh, I mean. 
I, I, I meant that she was singing to the angel that had just come to visit <laughs> from the dining room light. <laughs> but even this verse here, going back to the lyrics, you can take the girl from the country. I've heard him say, but you'll never take the country from the girl. That whole verse just reminds me of my mom. If you knew her, you you knew that she was from the South. It just she didn't even have to tell you. Where she's a very Southern person. Where did her love for leopard print come from? <laughs> you know, she she reminds me of a lot of Dolly Parton or vice versa. You know, some people are just extra. Okay. You know, I I've seen so many interviews with Dolly Parton, even all the way back to the seventies, and everyone has always asked over the decades, always asked her why. You know, like pointing at her why why this is her answer why not <laughs> basically it's just <laughs> i like it <laughs> way to go i like being over the top she always has been um you know even before she was a, a star she liked dressing up and just some people just like a lot uh, you know a lot of color a lot of glitter a lot of pizzazz Okay. You know, I I have moments where I like to kind of peacock like that. And to me, it's just an outward expression of how you feel inside. You know, you feel a little wild and a little yeah. mischievous. Yeah, you know, I had that this just kinda... summer. I had a gig I was getting ready for, and my hair was longer than it needed to be for the spiky punk 90s look. You yeah. Know? And so I decided to gel it up until I had two horns sticking. Yeah. <laughs> And then put paint over my eyes and, you know, angry eyebrows and everything, yeah. you know. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't a, a, it was very sloppy, you know. Sure. I mean, it could have been way better, but it was something fast I just threw together. Yeah. And, you know, it freaked everybody out. I sent a yeah. picture to uh, my bandmates and said, warning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm warning. feeling dangerous In tonight. You incoming. Know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think there's a lot to be said, too, about using that as a as a way to pull you up pull yourself up by your bootstraps you know you're having a bad day and you so know. dressing nice might help. i mean yeah just Maybe putting, help with putting on yeah. a funky outfit or you uh -huh. know it's kind of the same way as well it is it's it's a lot like using music to kind of shift your mood mm -hmm. you know um i'm down so i'm gonna listen to some up music or i'm down so i'm gonna peek out a little bit so what band was that the almost. What are they almost? Are they evolving into something? Are they cat caterpillar into a butterfly? <laughs> almost there. They were almost a success for like two years. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> no, really, they didn't last long. Okay. They were uh, a, a kind of side project for one of the guys from the Under Oath. Well, I mean, they. I mean, that's a cover of a Christmas song, but um, you can't really tell what their sound is, but. The guy's voice had, I don't know, there was a time for that voice. That mm -hmm. that that sounding voice had a, had a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the exaggerated, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, sounding like sexy. Panic at the disco, <laughs> yeah. Gerard emo, Way emo influence. thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I liked it, though. I like a different interpretation of a... Christmas classic. Yeah. You know, what was really cool about that recording is it's as far as I can tell, it's just an acoustic guitar, a very basic drum set, and a bass. Hmm. And a singer. That's it. Sometimes I look at Rowan's 
toys. And I'm like, ooh, I should record that. That sounds really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can make music out of anything. Mm-hmm. We'll probably fart a couple times and auto-tune it into something. I'm sure someone has done that. Probably. <laughs> An auto-tuned fart. Yeah. <laughs> Just a couple farts and then turn them into notes. And <laughs> well, I know uh, uh, Frank Zappa did that on a on an al- a song called uh, uh, Yellow Snow. <laughs> and he uses an electric piano to make a fart sound. Oh, my God. I injured <laughs> the fur trapper. <laughs> But it, yeah, it's and this was Leave like the early '70s or something, you know. So leave it to Frank Zappa. That does not surprise me. So why this particular one? Why is this your Christmas? Uh, this particular theme? one, I just have memories of um, listening to on the album Christmas X <laughs> or X Christmas. X Christmas. X Christmas. Um, it was a bunch of rock and roll reinterpretations mm. of Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remember little old me and my siblings and dad and mom and just rocking out to them. Hmm. And little drummer boy always hit me. Uh, uh, the um, the second verse, little baby, I am a poor boy too. I have no gift to bring that's fit to give a king. And I always felt that that was... Those are Christmas feels. Yeah. Yeah, some it's yeah, it's like the the kid with the with the huge heart just wants to give and doesn't have yeah. anything to give. And yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah, those lyrics always touched me. I am a poor boy too. Mm-hmm. Most of us can't afford to give anything to uh, a king or the equivalent these days. I can fought in his general direction. Yeah. <laughs> Hate mail. Hate mail. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, like, if I were, like, like I, I picked Dolly Parton, one of her songs, you know, if I met her face to face, what what would I give her to say, your music has inspired me and, and moved me all my life? Exactly. What what would you give? Probably <laughs> the best thing you could give her is space. Right. <laughs> the best thing you could do is not meet her. <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs> But yeah, I get that. That's that's awesome. Yeah. So you were identifying with the poverty of the r- drummer boy? Yeah. I don't want to um, make it sound like that we were living in a hovel or anything, but I've always just thought that we could have more, and maybe that's the capitalist in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, kids in general, I think, don't really feel like they have like they own things like they have toys and they have their things but yeah there's even though they don't have the intelligence yet to to like get it they know that that stuff's not theirs really like yeah i mean because their parents probably tell them repeatedly i'll take that away from you if you don't or if you you know so yeah the the lack of ownership, I think. The lack of agency. Yeah, is just kind of inherent in a, in a child, remar- yeah. regardless of what you have or don't have. Yeah. I remember feeling like like that, like especially in a, in a moment like that when, <clears throat> oh my gosh, I just, I had the biggest crush on this girl that my sister was in band with, who was a couple years older than her. 
So this girl was like almost 10 years older than me. And, you know, so I had a little boy crush on her. She ended up being the, the vet in town years later. I remember I wanted to give her something that meant how I felt. And I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember going to this little ammo box that my dad had. It didn't have ammo in it, but it was a metal old ammo box that I kept my treasures in. You know, and my treasures were just, I don't know, like bottle caps and, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, things like that. And I picked something out of there to give her Aww. because it meant it was mine. Yeah. And it meant something and I wanted her to have it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the best thing I can come up with with that kind of scenario. You know? Yeah. And I think something from the heart is the best you can give. Yeah. I've always felt that way. Which is another thing I like about the song. Uh, the little drummer boy gives what he can. Yeah. He has a drum. He's going to play it. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, we don't know if he plays it well, but I like to Probably think... not. He probably has <laughs> no rhythm whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think it's a sweet little tune that, you know, maybe got the baby's attention. Mm-hmm. And definitely entertained the parents. Probably scared the kid. Start well, banging on the know, drum. Well, what the hell? What's the fat? You know, the noise. way they paint it, though, Mary gives him permission to play. Mary nodded. Yes. And the, the kind of the climax of the song and the story, as he tells the story, is then he smiled at me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful so song. Mm-hmm. He smiled at me and my drum. I saw a meme on Facebook the other day. It says. Oh, wait, a meme on Facebook? Yes. I'm, yeah. It's like meme central. And uh, and the meme said something along the lines of, okay, so Mary just got the baby down <laughs> for a nap. She's exhausted after giving birth. <laughs> and, and I think it's a good time for a drum solo. <laughs> yes! <laughs> nice. So why is this your favorite Christmas song? I already the, asked that. All the, oh, yeah. It feels... The feels, the Christmas feels. Christmas X album. Yeah. Gotcha. Bopping around part, with you Part and the nostalgia. Fam. Yeah, part nostalgia, but also just the lyrics always hit me. That X Christmas album started, opened up with Thousand Foot Crutch doing a Jingle Bell Rock. Oh. Yes, I love that one too. It, 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 it's fun, man. <laughs> that that album for me was the, um, or that, I guess that kind of compilation kind of rock covers, um, there was the very special Christmas series. There was like a red one, mm-hmm. gold one. I remember one. those, yeah. Green yeah. and gold. Yeah. yeah. I remember. I think it was the red one that was my fave. There's a Paul McCartney Christmas song that everyone... Well, it's it seems to be very polarizing. <laughs> a Wonderful Christmas Time? Yes. Yeah. It starts with the, the bells and... Uh-huh. Yeah. I, Kevin and I have got a friend... Um, she's passed, but she just hated that song. Did she? Every molecule of her soul. The moon is up. <laughs> I've always up. loved it, but so Simply I, I'd kind of terrorize her with it. But you know, you bring up Paul McCartney. The Beatles, you know, they had like a fan club, so they were forced to put out a some kind of Christmas release no yeah uh, for their fan club and so you got like an acetate in the mail mm-hmm. uh, and so if you they finally put that all into like one album 
you know, collectors did. Yeah. And, you know, most of it's just them being silly and sound effects and things like that. But they did actually release one song that was Christmas themed and it was called uh, Christmas Time is Here Again. Oh, wow. And it goes, Christmas time is here again. Christmas time is here. You just keep singing that, you know. Ain't been around since you know when. Christmas <laughs> time is here again. O-U-T spells out. <laughs> and they go ahead and repeat it. I mean, it's just, you know, you can tell. They're just phoning it in. <laughs> they were probably elevated on something or other. Well, <laughs> none of them really celebrated Christmas. You know, they okay. they didn't really embrace Christianity. They rejected Christianity. So, yeah. you know, being forced to do that, they were cynical about it. And, and so, you know, they were doing what they had to do by contract. But, mm-hmm. you know, but it's kind of interesting. You've had uh, since then uh, other groups. Uh, Ringo Starr himself covered the song. And did a hmm. a great uh, version of it, and the Smithereens covered the song. Oh, really? And did a great version of it. Oh, wow! But I digress. Digress into the Beatles territory, right? How odd. <laughs> Ringo Starr's got a great Christmas album called "I Want to Be Santa Claus." So uh, I guess it's the nostalgia from the ex Christmas album. So, mm-hmm. but while we're talking about Little Drummer Boy, I want to throw out uh, some other great versions. Uh, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts covered Ooh. Little Drummer Boy on that I Love Rock and Roll album. Oh. That was one of the tracks was Little Drummer Boy. Oh, wow. Bob Seger covered Little Drummer Boy. I'd listen. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. And then, uh, speaking of British artists who don't celebrate Christmas, <laughs> David Bowie did a television special with Bing Crosby. In the early 70s, okay? Oh, wow. And so, you know, Bowie was an up-and-coming big deal. And, of course, you know, Bowie wasn't about to sing about Christ or Christmas or any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he and Bing Crosby compromised. And Bing sang Little Drummer Boy while Bowie created like a desk cant over the top of it singing about hopes of peace on earth. Oh, wow. And so that's one of my friends. That's her favorite Christmas song is the Little Drummer Boy slash Peace on Earth. Okay, I'm going to have to hit YouTube up when I get home and (laughs) and check that out. Yeah. So anyway, that's fun. And uh, Claymation did a movie of Little Drummer Boy. They they told the story in the the Rankin Bass Claymation thing. So, you know, the Little Drummer Boy I grew up with was the... It was a choral thing. And so... The bass, you know, it's uh, like Simeon, Harry Simeon is like the name of the choral group. Oh, okay. And they're going, the, the men are going, rum, 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 uh, for rum, the bass. Rum, rum, rum. Mm-hmm. And then the women come in. Okay, yeah, I've got it in my head. Yeah. So that's what was in that Rankin Bass television show. Right. Right. So that's a one that I always like to hear that version of it because it goes deep into my childhood. Same same reason you like the version you do, which I love that version, by the way. I think it's so cool. It's a great interpretation. Oh, I, I think Christmas I think the, the Christmas that that we love as a as an adult 
has everything to do with the Christmases that we had as a kid. Mm -hmm. Well, I think our adult experience, our childhood experience, informs our adult attitude Mm -hmm. toward Christmas, I guess is what I'm trying to say. (sighs) Not everybody has great Christmas memories, you know? And it can be a tough time of year to be bombarded with all this cheer. Being told to be cheerful when you have seasonal depression. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it can can really mess a person up, but... Bah humbug. But, you know, what we're saying is, you know, very true to that, that we're sitting here in December 21 talking about childhood memories, Mm -hmm. you know, of Christmas, and, and that's what has lasted all this time. I don't remember what time that, uh, or what year that Dolly movie came out. 1986. Okay. So, I wasn't a kid kid, but, um. I'm pretty sure that what I saw on the internet when I was trying to find the. That sounds about right. I know it was 80s. 1986. So, I mean, so I, you know, I, I knew, oh, uh, shoot, I don't know who's listening. I know, I, I knew at that point what was up about christmas gotcha um (laughs) i'm just gonna look at you until you get it (laughs) i understand what you're saying uh you know so but you knew that baby jesus was the central figure of the holiday yeah i was (laughs) sure i was in that that's what what you're talking about right Uh (laughs) i was in that sweet spot where i I guess i would have been about 12 so you're still retaining some childhood and innocence, mm-hmm. but you're not quite a teenage asshole yet. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when that movie came out and captured me. So it was just perfect. It was another year or two later. I probably never even would have seen it, much sure. less been mesmerized by it and affected by it for the rest of my life. But Well, I like how it also clicks a couple of boxes for, you know, your dad's taste and your mom's taste, both Dolly mm-hmm. Parton kind of fit both of those for you. Yeah. So I can see that. I think next year, um, I've been thinking about that a little bit. I think next year we're going to do a folk, folksy kind of tree uh, out on the porch with the popcorn and all the handmade, no lights, nothing electric. All right. Handmade ornaments you gonna and put, stuff. You going to put actual candle for lights then? Or? Uh, no, I, I don't want my house to burn down. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> they used to do that. <laughs> they did. They really, for really Zeno, did. It wasn't a dry tree. <laughs> and then even dumber than that, when they started doing electric lights, you remember those? I do. That were filled with oil. Yep, I remember. <laughs> bubble until they burst. Yep. <laughs> then my oil grand- and water don't go really yep. great with the dry tree. Oh, boy. <laughs> my grandmother had those. I oh, remember them. God. I think we had them. And I got my fingers burnt on those oh. glass bulbs oh, yeah. dozens of times. So hot. <laughs> so hot. <laughs> They were beautiful, though. Yeah, they were. <laughs> Makes me happy I'm a millennial. <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes. And the further back you go, you just really have to wonder how What, well, did you ever cut yourself on a, on a broken glass ornament? Yeah. I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did. I mean, it was just a crapshoot. How many ornaments survived till the like, next yeah, year? Yeah, they'd fall, drip off. The, as the tree started to wilt, they'd fall and mm-hmm. crack and bust on the hardwood floor, yep. you know? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> I, 
I look at and she, it's funny because she doesn't get up under the tree as much as I, I thought she was. She does do it, but when I see her getting under the tree, I just remember how magic I felt it was to be under the tree. Mm-hmm. I and I still don't think cats think christmas trees are pretty awesome too <laughs> i i really think that the best view of a christmas tree is from the floor looking up through because you see all those lights and it's just like this uh um like when you're staying between two windows like this big infinity right. thing yeah. you know yeah. this kind of look like they go on forever and it's so easy to just get lost and like disassociating in a happy way, you know. <laughs> Have you seen those cat videos of yes. cats attacking yeah. Oh, yeah. Christmas trees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I don't have one of those cats. Yeah, Ginger doesn't really care about much of anything. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> yeah, I've, I think we had um, the tiny little black cat we had when I was little would get up and climb the tree, but she weighed like five pounds. So it didn't matter. She could get all the way up to the top and it would be just fine. But yeah, other than that, I've not had a cat that would destroy the tree, which is good. <laughs> Positive. I remember Star and Misty not being very interested in the tree either. That's always a good thing. Yeah. Because when your cat's very interested in your tree, you're not going to have a great season. <laughs> I haven't put anything lower than like three feet on the tree there's very few ornaments on it right now because mm-hmm. you know i'm excited for this christmas because this is the one the first one she could reasonably have memories of mm-hmm. so that's really exciting and she's definitely going to have reactions to opening presents and all that but yeah, i'm looking forward to it <laughs> the decorating part of me like the interior decorator part of me is really fit to be tied this season because we've got a beautiful new tree for her to grow up grow up with and somewhere in storage we have a lot of really great ornaments and none of them are on the tree because <laughs> i don't want her to tear it up and break something and get hurt so mm-hmm. it's just it's just a really nice tree standing there with some lights on and a couple random ornaments peppered around the top. <laughs> Where she can't get them. Where she can't get them. <laughs> yep. And it's the the tree is right up against the end of the the couch, and she's she's an acrobat right now. So, and now I'm wondering if it was such a great idea to get a couch that had like twelve inch wide armrests that are like a you could land a plane on on that so it's just a table to her so she stands up on the arm of the couch and the tree's just out of reach enough that it's real dangerous for her to reach over there and try to grab something off of it daddies are gonna have really frayed nerves at the end of this christmas season (laughs) so far so good no incidents with with anything broken or anything that's good yeah She's not chewing on the lights or anything. That's good. That's always good, yeah. That's always good. <laughs> All right, you know what? We still have we've had so much fun talking about your my uh Christmas memories that we've left left him out in the dust. No, oh, yeah. well, well, we can get to it. This is In the Bleak Midwinter by Pierce Pettis. And I became familiar with this song through Windham Hill Records. 
I don't know if any of you listeners out there might remember that label, but in the 80s and 90s, they were known as kind of a cool niche, niche. I used to, was it niche, niche? I, you know what? I say both. Yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, as far as like they had new age artists, folk artists, mm. uh, you know, kind of a, a lot of acoustic driven stuff, like but all kinds, of, kind all kinds of, of styles. Kind of yeah. So, yeah. uh, apparently there's a, well, let's just play this song. Okay. It's pretty groovy, man. Yeah. So, very similar type of song as Little Drummer Boy. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes us to the manger scene, and the singer, you know, kind of describes the scene, and he talks about, like, the uh, the, the strange ju- justi- juxtaposition, <laughs> juxtapositioning <laughs> of, you know, divine beings like angels and archangels mm-hmm. and cherubim and seraphim, right? And they're all there. And, and, and yet here's, you know, probably the most beautiful thing, a mother kissing a child. Something that you can definitely get into, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, um, you know, and then, of course... You know what? I Okay, not to be a nitpicker, but I think the sweetest thing... Getting a kiss from a child. <laughs> That's the very, very sweetest. There you go. Baby kisses are the best. So, 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 uh, or getting a smile from a child like the uh, little drummer boy. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so anyway, so the song is, you know, does a decent job of this comparing the two, the greatness of God and God incarnate in this little baby, you know, the, as the Bible would say, the foolishness of that idea, you know, the scandal. Right. Right. And um, the, and then of course him. like when Starman wakes up in a human body and he's like, <laughs> what is this? No, it's not. I don't know. <laughs> you remember? I've never thought of that. I love that movie. <laughs> I do too. And I don't know why I'm, I thought I'm of it. I'm always quoting, <laughs> I'm always quoting that, you know, it's like. Uh, I don't know what made me gas. think of it. This body just, needs gas. Yeah. <laughs> get I just, gas. I just thought of... Arizona, maybe. There's another one. <laughs> Jeff Bridges waking up in this human body. Yes. Like, what is this? How do I use it? <laughs> <laughs> Green, go. Red, stop. Yellow, drive real fast. <laughs> I watched you very closely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what a lot of great stuff. Is like. <laughs> yeah, and then that guy from SETI comes up and gives him a kiss because <laughs> the girl kisses him, so he yes. kisses him. Karen Allen kisses him, so he kisses him. Uh. Too. <laughs> so funny. But he's so naive, you know, yeah. and yet it's just hilarious. It's yeah. great. <laughs> I know. I never thought about that, but yeah, I suppose so. But I mean, I think more the singer in the song finds himself in that scene. Oh, where there's divine beings and a divine child and they're shepherds and kings and they're bringing their gifts and they're worshiping. And he's like, what can I give? Mm -hmm. You know, well, I can give the only thing I can give my heart. Yeah, it's had a flashback in Indiana Jones, the Temple of Doom. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm feeling very literal right now. (laughs) Kalima! Just reaching in and grabbing 
<laughs> yeah, that movie scared the hell out of me. Oh, it died. <laughs> yeah. like, and then the, the heart turns on fire, and he's like, yeah. ah, that great oh, laugh. I mean, just great laugh. Oh, it was scary. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, for me, Christmas, I don't, you know, think of, uh, as much about childhood memories you know, when it comes to Christmas time. For me, my favorite time is early in the morning for anybody else is up or in the evening, you know, when things are quiet around the house, listening to music, Christmas music softly, staring at the glow of the lights and just pondering my year and my life, hmm. you know, and, and specifically, you know, my faith because, you know, Christmas is about Christ. And so, you know, I'm sort of pondering, you know, what Mary is said in Luke's gospel to ponder all these things in her heart. And, and the Greek word there for pondering is like gathering the forces, you know, gathering all these things together. So she's treasuring and gathering and, you know, really thinking about the meaning and significance of the things that are happening. So, I mean, it kind of sounds like a communion with with the Christ child is what you're having a little bit kind of yeah in those and moments. with myself right yeah my own thoughts my own you know just pondering things in my heart I, I think for me kind of sacred pondering is what I like most about Christmas hmm it's just having meaningful thought so know? in that vein what was Christmas I mean other than Obviously, it's Jesus' birthday. But what what else about the Christmas season puts you in that state? I mean, is there well, is there so, anything? You know, is there anything? Yeah, else? It's the lights and the colors and the music. I mean, those are the big things. The decorations that people put out. You know, we go all out and trying to celebrate. Sorry about that. Forgot to silence my phone. Wet noodle lashings. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so all the the Christmas finery and pomp and circumstance kind of sets the the tone yeah for that experience for you yeah and you so know, then when the, when the day that, comes especially then, in our own home yeah you know uh it, you know for me i mean it's like what is it? it's uh, december 15th so you know a lot of people are high God, it's a week and a half yeah they're high on christmas you know and Jeez. for me that really hasn't <laughs> happened for me yet i haven't had the christmas vibe you know i'm still listening to deep purple right now <laughs> Not the Christmas music is so much, but I have listened to some Christmas music, and you know, I'm as a matter of fact, I discovered uh, a new artist that I like, Carolyn Cobb, some young woman, young mother in in Tennessee, I think, but she uh, decided she was going to write a song for every book in the Bible, and she ended up uh, producing an album that's filled with like, well, it's just seven songs about their advent slash christmas kind of songs called a seed and a sunrise and hmm. it's just great stuff in there i mean hmm. lyrically great I, and i like her voice you know so it's, that's cool yeah so i discovered a new artist and a new christmas album of merry course, christmas to you thank you and Ma- nora jones has got a new christmas album. Oh, i still haven't listened to it you know I remember you telling me about and, it. and you know what her connection to the beatles is She's a human? Nope. <laughs> it's more than that. Her father was Ravi Shankar. I know. The famous Siddhar player. Uh, 
No. Yes. No way. Yes. He played at the Monterey Pop Festival for like 20 minutes. And he was a personal friend and mentor to George Harrison. Oh, wow. And I think he's the one who taught George to play the sitar. So she's got deep roots. Yes. Yes. That's right. All right. Props to Nora. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, and I like, you know, there for a while I would, uh, you know, like spend time, you know, trying to find new songs or new versions of Christmas songs, you know, Mm -hmm. and put together a CD and I'd pass, you know, pass those out to friends as Christmas gifts, Mm. you know, the gift of music. And so that was like, here's my 2020 mix or. Well, I didn't do one in 2020 because, you know, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get Christmas cards out in 2020 either. So The, the year that wasn't. <laughs> it was just a bump in the road. I, I think overall my favorite thing to get out of the holidays is the gift giving part. I know that's the thing that stresses most people out the most. Right. But it's my favorite part. Because I really enjoy, I hate giving gift cards because to me, and I'm just talking about me, I'm not making any judgments on anybody. To me, because I enjoy the process of thinking about that person that I'm obtaining a gift for or giving a gift to for whatever reason. I like thinking about that person, who they are, what they like, what our relationship is. You know, finding something not like deeply personal or meaningful, but something that I think that they would like or, you know, I enjoy that. I enjoy Mm -hmm. that because to me, it's it's kind of a way to spend time with that person, you know, because they're in my head. I'm thinking about them and, you know, thinking about the things that they like. And I just I just really enjoy that that process. I don't like wrapping things once I've <laughs> purchased all of it, which is <laughs> what I'm looking at now is this pile of stuff I have to wrap. But I really like the, I like the obtaining the gift or making it, whatever the case may be in, mm-hmm. in the presenting it. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm more of a Santa mm-hmm. I think, in the food. I definitely enjoy the food. <laughs> yeah, Definitely the food. You know, yeah. Christmas is great. I love driving downtown to see the lights around the circle, mm-hmm. Monument Circle. We've done that already this year, and we uh, I miss lights at the Brickyard. They used to have Christmas lights. Oh, did they? In uh, the Indianapolis 500 at the, at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And, okay. You know, I guess the IMA, the Art Museum, is the place to go. Yeah, New Fields. New Fields, I'm yeah. sorry. AMA is old school. Well, and they've got it at the uh, State Fairgrounds, too. Oh, do they? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I haven't done either one of those. You know, we had like an annual tradition there for a while that uh, on Thanksgiving night, we went to Lights at the Brickyard, but mm. COVID killed that. And yeah. then Roger Penske decided, you know, wasn't making enough money. So they just scrapped it all together. Oh, bah humbug. Yeah. One of our traditions uh, was going around. I say piled in the car because when we started doing this, there was like a friend of JoLynn's that hung around for Christmas for a few years and then mom had some friends that would normally come over there. It was like on Christmas Eve, we'd pile into the car, like literally people sitting on others' laps and then we'd just drive so unsafe. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't do that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We just drive around looking at Christmas lights, judging them harshly. (laughs) That was the kicker. (laughs) And trust me, 
I saw some <laughs> I saw some yards and some houses in this neighborhood on my way here this evening that would not have cut the mustard. Would have cut the mustard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there were things that we just, we'd look for that we just hated. You're like, ah, there's one of those. Or, you know, I mean, of course there's good ones too, but. Well, it's just, it's so magical, all the lights. and It is, I mean. Especially for kids. And I think that's the fun part too, even if it's a quote unquote crappy job. It's still, you know, your yard's lit up. You're, fe- yeah. you know, you're being festive and celebrating. Yeah. So Another I think thing that's we what enjoy I, is Christmas at the zoo, going to the Indianapolis Zoo. I've only done that one time. That's a lot of fun. Rowan's a little p- young, but I think she'll like it when she's older. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking probably next year we'll get a, um, we'll start getting the yearly pass to the Children's Museum and taking her. Yeah, I think she's been a little young and you know, COVIDy out there, but and of course, you know, something that I don't have now is I'm not part of a. A liturgical church that follows a liturgical cal- calendar where they're counting off you know the during the season of advent you have four Sundays. is this the first season christmas well since season? covid killed it right so i mean right. i haven't been going to church since covid right and so now it's like virtual worship watching it on television but i've been going to a non-denominational well it is a denomination but it's patterned after non-denominational churches and it and they're non-liturgical, so they're not counting off the Sundays. Mm, they're not okay. lighting the Advent wreath. They're not yeah. singing the Christmas hymns out of the hymnal. Mm. You know, so oh, even I miss that stuff. Yeah, I mean, and so the those hanging things, of the greens and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, those things so very generally, anyway. you know, start working on yeah. my crusty old heart. Oh yeah, and turn me from Scrooge into uh, uh, you know. I still something have, else you know that has a warmed heart. <laughs> I still have incredibly vivid, warm memories of the hanging of the green ceremonies at the church we grew up in. I mean, it was very stately. It was very somber, and you know, it was vi- it was very structured. Yeah, <laughs> this, liturgical. Right? Yeah, um, but there was just something about that majesty i guess that just or or the kid the kids doing the christmas story yeah dressing up and yeah in the costumes and acting out the manger scene and all Mm -hmm. that you know i mean all that those are all good memories you know not just as a child but as an adult you know watching it just rehearsing that story again and again kevin and i are having a debate uh we're having we're having the santa debate we are not on the same side well, I get that. I really do. I mean, there's something to be said about the Santa syndrome. Yeah. He's pro, I'm anti. He he wonders where the magic will be, but I'm like, Santa isn't the magic. Erica, you're closer to childhood than we are. Where's the magic? Where's it come from? Being with your family. So if, so if you grew up with The Little Mermaid being your favorite movie and everything revolved around Ariel, mm-hmm. would it gut you to the core to one day learn that she wasn't real i mean i remember going through that i do you remember because you're the closest to this age of anyone in the room do you remember feeling um i don't mean to put this in your head if it's not there but did you have any sense of injustice i know i i honestly can't remember what my feelings were but i i know a lot of kids at least initially feel like they were lied to or you know, I just like, felt grief. I felt grief. You know, yeah, I grief. felt grief from the standpoint of I'd lost something uh, about childhood innocence and childhood magic, and, mm. you know, mystery and all that. You know, all that, the getting hyped up and excited and listening for 
jingle yeah. bells and uh, you know the pitter patter of uh, paws on the rooftops mm-hmm. and you know, all that kind of stuff, you know. And and my dad, we had a tradition. We couldn't get out of bed on Christmas morning until we heard Dad go, "Ho ho ho, Merry <laughs> Christmas!" like that. And then we could get up and run to the Christmas nice. tree, and, you know, and <laughs> tear into the presents. You know, it, my dad did that. That was that was the annual thing. The, yeah. <laughs> but I could have swore there was one year I could have swore I heard Santa and the sleigh bells. And the reindeer outside. I could have swore I did. I was looking, you know. But and so yeah. So I lost all that. WCBK. I was probably ten years old when, you know, I finally admitted. Yeah. You know, it's really my parents. (laughs) (laughs) WCBK, the old uh, radio station down in Martinsville. They always had like tracker like santa tracker oh yeah you know, with they live still do that. with updates you, like there's where websites he is for that now. okay oh, yeah. I, what I, I guess yeah. i'm, I'm gonna get a page. crash course for that here pretty yeah. soon but and you know what i'm i'm still glad that i had that i'm still glad I that i believed think... in santa and that i you know had that tradition and of course you know you have all the television shows all those rankin bass claybush yeah. movies we love so much or those i just think shows. it's i think it would be just as easy to have all the joy have all enjoy all of those things just without the believing it's real yeah yeah i mean we enjoy all kinds of fictional things like they're real you know and we get just as much enjoyment out of them what do you think erica on the whether or not to debate yeah Uh, eyes they're all eyes (laughs) i get i think i get where kevin's coming from Mm-hmm. Wanting to instill. Oh, I get. Yeah, I get it. I just think it can be done without the lies. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely get it. I want to have that magic. Yeah. Have Would you ever seen? Remember that you? show? Uh, yes, Virginia. There is a Santa Claus. It's sort of a reinterpretation. You know that. Yeah. That with yeah. all mythology, yeah. with all mythology, mm-hmm. there is a that that form of storytelling has a purpose of carrying and present carrying mm-hmm. and presenting truth i think so there's something real about santa and santa claus and that whole mythology that is trying to be communicated and carried on year after year through tradition yeah to the next generation whatever that whatever that message is and of course i think she nailed it when she just said the word love mm-hmm. yeah the spirit of christmas you know, you see signs made out of old barn wood that just say, believe. Charged a hundred bucks for it. But, <laughs> the, the, you know, people purchase those things because believe, that one word, believe, emblazoned on your wall for a month, is supposed to remind you of that magic. It's supposed to bring that to the forefront, that magic. And does be- believing mean that you have to believe in things that aren't real or that made up things fairy tales see like you said you you still are glad that you had that Mm -hmm. that time yeah yeah so oh i mean like polar express the little kid with the bell have you uh seen that movie yeah 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 Yeah, so i mean i i i get why you get freaked out (laughs) in a christmas scene or when the christmas village and all but but i mean that whole thing you know it just it makes me cry Mm. every time i watch it because it's about that loss of innocence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or trying to recapture it, the magic, 
of the season. Yeah. You know, and that, that, that's Polar Express is just fantastic. And, you know, and part of it, it's about believing. It is. It, it's about believing and about it's a mindset. It, about giving yourself to it. And, and really, I think you can, you just boil all, all that down to just what your mindset is, what, where you're at. Are, are, are you trying to get to the season just checking off things like, okay, I've got this for this person, that for that person. I got this, got that, got that gift card. Uh, yeah. Well, I got my calendar full of right. dinner parties. Well, and... I think that's why sitting <laughs> at the tree in the glow of the lights and pondering is so important for me. Yeah. Cause it gives you those, those quiet. Moments. I, I love that after um, everyone else is asleep and being up mm-hmm. watching the glow of the, that's awesome. That's a beautiful thing for me. So I'm glad we have that. Well, everybody keeps Christmas in their own way. Or they don't. Yeah. Or they don't. Or yeah. they don't. They Other things at the holidays. But this is a, you know, commercialism has kept it alive in American society. <laughs> because it's the biggest uh, time for retail sales and all that. You know, it's funny. I was, um, I, I did a podcast presentation for some retirees at at work a few months ago and it went out to the whole <laughs> the whole all of everyone it was intimidating but we were talking about doing something for christmas and i mean you can't corporate america is very very pc I, i'm pretty sure that corporate america is the one keeping the the pc train chugging along um I mean, when you every, say pc you're talking about every uh, politically, politically correct, correct. yes okay. everything has to at be, first you know, i thought you were talking about the word peace oh no 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 okay no. yeah um yeah. pc yes uh so and 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 in this case rightly so you know you, you don't want to put out something about christmas when you know full well that you're working with lots of people that don't celebrate christmas or they celebrate kwanzaa or you know whatever the case may be so we were you know trying to think of what kind of presentation could we put out that celebrates everyone do you remember that and honestly it's just kind of petered out like no no one's talking about it anymore do you remember the uh the there was a like a cell phone company that had a commercial where they sang happy Christmas Hanukkah to you, Happy Christmas Hanukkah Kwanzaa to you, or something like where they mashed all the holidays together. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's funny. I mean, I, on one hand, it's it's funny, but you know, it, it's also I, I think it's it's kind of topical too to kind of think of the holidays from that standpoint too, because you know I've talked on here before on different song discussions about how. Especially here in the Midwest, we used to be called the melting pot. You know, the mm-hmm. crossroads of America, the, mm-hmm. the melting pot. And no one uses those terms anymore. It's much more divisive. And mm-hmm. we're, we're not as much about sharing traditions. You know, we're, Oh, and we forgot to mention uh, Festivus for the rest oh, of us. Oh, Festivus for the rest of us. Krampus. <laughs> Big shout out to, to my dude Krampus. But, uh, you know, I mean, how... I guess to kind of maybe be a the the who who are the the youngsters these days they're like 18 19 20 or gen 
Z. Yeah, Gen Z Gen or iGen. Yeah. Or um, uh, as what did AJ call them? Zoomers. Zoomers. <laughs> yeah. So I guess to throw them a bone, how do you? Well, okay. Let me start this way. The three of us sitting here, though we have varied beliefs and you know spirituality and stuff, our Christmas. You know, the way we celebrate Christmas and what it means to us and why it means those things to us are all very similar. Mm -hmm. You know, we have very similar Christmas feels for the very similar reasons. So, you know, we're very comfortable sitting around here talking about Christmas and Mm -hmm. Christmas feelings and Christmas traditions. But how how could how could we be more inclusive to non-Christmas people and still... Or do we just sit here and have these conversations and people that want to listen well, listen think, and then people that a, aren't all about Christmas just aren't going to hit play anyway? I think there's yeah. a version I mean, of Christmas celebration that has nothing to do with Christ. It's Santa. It's secular. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's lights and the city and snow and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So there's a way to celebrate <clears throat> Christmas that's non-religious. Well, and that's you know what you sure. would consider to be secular. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm coming from a, a and so anybody, no matter what background you're coming from, can celebrate the holidays in that way. But if you're saying, you know, how do we include uh, the Jewish festival of lights, Hanukkah, mm-hmm. you know, which basically celebrates a a miracle when they reconsecrated the temple when they kicked the Greeks out. So the Greeks had under Antiochus the fourth had uh, desecrated the temple in Jerusalem, had put the pagan idols in there and sacrificed pagan gods. And I think it was the Maccabean revolt, maybe, that drove them out under Judas Maccabees. They conquered the Greeks, drove them out of Israel, and they were able to establish self-rule for the first time in, you know, eons, right? (laughs) It's a long time. (laughs) Eons is an exaggeration, but for a long time. And... um, and so they reconsecrated, cleaned the temple out, took out all the idols, reconsecrated, reestablished proper worship according to the law of Moses. And they have a menorah that goes in the holy place just before the Holy of Holies. And the menorah is that nine branched golden lampstand that mm-hmm. runs on oil. So there's oil sensors on each of those nine spots. <clears throat> and, um, the way the story goes is, is they ran out of oil during the festival, but the lamp kept burning. Hmm. That's the festival of lights, huh. a, a celebration of God showing up and giving them a little miracle during that time. You know, I know there are some parents that even from a secular standpoint, they kind of want to provide a buffet of experiences for their children so you know they might celebrate everything this season they might celebrate kwanzaa and hanukkah and everything that comes around this the season and you know celebrate it with their kids you know the way um the way they're supposed to be celebrated but you know if you think about kwanzaa kwanzaa is a a a holiday and this is my interpretation as a white dude sitting in a basement in indiana (laughs) (laughs) is that kwanzaa came out of you know the feeling of being excluded in white america Mm -hmm. and wanting to have something that's your own 
Well, that, and I, that was rooted in their African heritage. Yeah. So that's not really something that, you know, I can necessarily celebrate. I would even no, feel, what's but, the word, uh, hypocritical or, you know, it's not my holiday to celebrate. I, well, because I'm, I'm like not, you would be appropriating it, but um, but but I mean, educating myself on it, I guess, makes sense. Well, and I think, well, I can't speak for every parent that decides to do that, but and and I don't think I would be one. I just, I don't know, it makes me feel icky, like <laughs> teaching a kid a bunch of random stuff that I don't actually believe in or or feel as part of my experience. But I think a lot of parents that do that just want to raise their awareness of mm. things that are happening around them that maybe isn't their own experience. Mm -hmm. I think so can... that when you go to school and you, you know, you meet somebody that's enjoying Hanukkah season instead of Christmas, you're not like, ew, freak, what's that? You know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah at least kind of have a clue what that is. And... Yeah. And I think parents can raise awareness without celebrating the other holidays. Mm -hmm. Um, like, I think, like Dad was saying, you can't really celebrate Kwanzaa if you're white. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know how uh, Jewish people feel about others. But you can work toward African-American justice. Yes. Y yeah. Well, and I think, is that where you're going? Yes. Like, do, yeah. To educate yeah, you, you why can... they celebrate that, why yeah. that is celebrated. Yeah. So you, you can teach them about... Um, all the holidays that you want um, and so that they'll know going to school that mm -hmm. you know oh I've heard of Hanukkah I've heard of Kwanzaa right you know but you know I celebrate Christmas or I you know we celebrate Yule or or whatever yeah I I can tell you I mean growing up in Monrovia we had very few non-Christian people like ever mm -hmm. <laughs> there were a couple I remember we had one family that was that were Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, I think that might have been, as far as my memory, that's that's the only like standout mm -hmm. when we had classroom celebrations. I, I remember a kid in my elementary school in, in Kentucky who would not and could not recite the Pledge of, mm -hmm. of Allegiance to the flag. And all I'm, the rest of us did it in the class, mm -hmm. and we all stood with hand on heart and did the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag, and he would just sit there. And not do anything. Yeah. And so I asked him about it one time. He's Jewish. And, you know, it's against his religion to do that, to pledge allegiance to a nation. Yeah. I get that. I yeah. respect that. Yeah. I, I, I really respect. I'm not Jewish, but I respect that yeah. Yeah. ideology. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think I felt particularly bad just, uh, you know, about it. I, I think I just thought it was different. I knew... I knew what some of these words were, like Hanukkah and, you know, the, the funny candle holder. Menorah. <laughs> some people, Menorah, yeah, I mean, yeah. but as a kid, I, right, all yes, I knew was right. a funny looking candle holder. Um, or tradles. Yeah, but I had no concept of what these things were, and no one was offering to tell me, and I didn't know what to ask, you mm -hmm. know, so I well, can see. Well, now we have Google, so it's, oh, you know. Sure, yeah. <laughs> She'll, and YouTube. going to be smarter than me by the time she's six. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as she can put something into that Google Google search engine, yeah, she's gonna surpass me in like a minute. Yeah. But I, I do like the idea of um, sharing other traditions that are not necessarily ours. I also Meh. like presents. Meh. Yeah. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs>
Are there more gifting opportunities? I'm in. <laughs> I'm looking forward to um, Christmas dinner. Christmas Eve. That's going to be good. Well, shall we wish everybody a Merry Christmas? Can we sing a We Wish You a Merry Christmas for our listening audience as we bow out of this if I can remember it. session of the music in us? Yes. I don't know it was particularly cathartic, but it was fun. It was fun. We don't have AJ to say it's cathartic. Emptying my bladder in a minute is going to be pretty Oh, that's going to be great, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to feel really good. So we're, we're glad to have Erica Woods with us tonight. Thanks for being our guest and bringing the millennial feminine voice. Thanks for having me. Yep. And Thanks for being head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm so slap happy. All right, right so let's go. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. Good tidings for Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. And a happy new year. <laughs> that was cathartic. <laughs> oh, and Felice Navi Dad. What did what did we miss? We missed one. Yule. Yule. Blessed Yule. Yule Brenner. Yule all have a so great let it be Christmas. Written, so let it be done. <laughs> have a cool Yule, y'all. Cool you ever heard that song? Yeah, yeah um, Bet Midler has a whole uh, Christmas album called Cool nice. Yule. Yeah. Right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Music in Us. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Also, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out to us when you can, any way that you can. Email us at themusicinuspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at themusicinuspod. Facebook at The Music In Us Podcast, or on our website, themusicinus.com. We'll see you next week with another great gab fest about the universal language of music. <laughs>